Today we are here to talk about, I guess, a different kind of topic. I did, I will admit, I did rip this off from a different podcast. Okay, interesting. Um, it was, uh, uh, the Hardwood Hardwood Knox podcast, I think, did this like last week, and I was like, hey, that's a good idea. Um, uh, slightly modified, but we're going to be talking about which player from each team we think is going to take the biggest leap next season. So this isn't necessarily who has the most star power, who's going to become a star or whatever, because most teams don't have a guy who seems like they're going to do that, but right. it's just like... Which end of bench guy might become a rotation player? Which rotation player might become a starter kind of thing? Yep. Um, but before that, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok, or let's that underscore oh, stuffers. Let's go. <laughs> uh, we've got 200 views on each of the three clips I've put up. That's fantastic. Yeah, except I did see a video that had 23 million likes the other day. So, Whoa. <laughs> it was a good video. It was of a dog um, <laughs> painting a flower. Hey, that's pretty cool. That that's, pretty cool. Wor- that's worth a like. Yeah. So I can't blame people for liking that. <laughs> yeah. All right, but yeah, the episode. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, let's let's get started. So we're going to go in order of last year's standings, and let's start in the East. So, Dylan, who do you have to start us off? All right, so starting with the Sixers here, um, I think I'm looking forward to what Fiebel is going to step up to. Yeah. Um, next year, obviously, coming off the Olympics, winning that bronze with the, the Aussies, um, you know, and taking another step defensively, hopefully, but also offensively is where he needs to make the real improvements. Um, is just looking a bit more comfortable in the offense, hitting shots, um, and just sort of being a bit more fluid with that team. Um, but I'm also looking forward to second-year Tyrese Maxey and yep. how much more he, uh, comfortable he looks, hopefully, and um, what he brings to the team as well. Yeah, no, I'm very much in the same kind of camp as you. Um, I, I also put Tyrell. Um And yeah, it's just about him becoming an active part of the offense. I think if Ben Simmons does get traded, the defense also starts revolving a little bit more around um, Tyrell yep. if he gets more minutes, uh, assuming Ben Simmons leaves, he probably will. Um, and then, yeah, he becomes more than like a, what does he score, like four a game or something like that? Is it that little? I think so. Okay, well then, yeah, I didn't think it was much more than that, but four seems mm. about right. Yeah. yeah, so he just becomes a slightly more active part in the offense. He takes a couple more shots and like the everything just moves a little bit more. Again, this is kind of on the idea that Ben Simmons gets traded, there's more spacing, there's more room for him to attack inside. Um, yep. But yeah, so I, I do think he will make a leap. Yeah, I think so. I think that's definitely where his career is going. Yep. All right. Now, let's move on to the Nets here. Honestly, I don't think anyone really, really? is going to take much of a step. I don't know. I just see them playing so much through their stars right. and playing so much through their old guys um, that I don't think any of their other rotational guys, so Joe Harris, Nicholas Claxton, and I think the one who's most likely is Bruce Brown. Right. Um, but I don't think any of those guys really take much of a step forward. I think Brown maybe gets a little bit more run. Um, and keeps up his efficiency just so they can kind of preserve like Harden and Kyrie for the playoffs and things like that. Right. Um, but yeah, I really don't see anyone taking much of a step forward. Okay, interesting. I'm looking at uh, Claxton here to be really an important defensive piece for them. Okay. Um, he's a really mobile big who can step out to the perimeter and guard uh, perimeter guys, but also bang inside, block some shots. Um, and I think just his pick and roll presence with Harden and Kyrie and Durant... Um, I think he's going to really flourish in a full year of, I've, I'm assuming, going to be their starting five? No, no, I believe Blake Griffin's starting. Okay, well... I believe that's been... Even still, he's going to be playing big minutes, not sort of in that jumble with DeAndre Jordan as well. 
I think. See, I don't see him playing. I I've kind of changed my tune a little bit. I don't think Claxton's going to get a lot of run. I think Lamarcus yeah. Aldridge and Paul Millsap might be in front of him on the on the death chart. I see Millsap playing a bit of a different position, but I th- I could see. But it's like, yeah, I think your centers are Blake Griffin, Lamarcus Aldridge, and then yeah. you've got Millsap and like Durant at power forward at times as well. Okay. I don't see Claxton getting any I, more minutes than last year. In fact, possibly less. I don't know. I just think if. If they need defense, they don't want to turn from Blake Griffin to Aldridge. Right. You know what I mean? I think, and I think he's just so much more spry <laughs> than either of those two guys. Obviously, yeah. Um, I think he should have a role in this team, and I think I don't know they'll probably see that pretty quickly, and I think he'll take a, a good step towards like filling that role successfully. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the Bucks here. Um, I'm also going to just check something really quick, but keep talking. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, for the Bucks here, um, I've got DiVincenzo is taking another step. Um, he's been doing this every every way of his career, um, or every year of his career so far. I think he's going to turn into a guy that's like a solid 18 to 20 a night, almost. Um, just their solid fourth option. And also a guy in the playoffs that's going to have some really big games. You know, every sort of four or five games, he might give you 25 or 30 or something like that. Um, just really sort of being another threat uh, for this Bucks team that they will need um, if they want to repeat here. Yeah, sorry, I'm just deleting some stuff my, off my computer. I realized I don't have, I might not have enough room for this video file. Interesting. <laughs> All right, that should be fine now. Yeah. Um, I've kind of gone a weird direction here because I think Middleton is my pick here, okay. uh, which is very strange considering he is their second best player, but right. I just think he gets a little bit more consistent. Um, okay. There were times, there were games where he would just disappear last year yep. uh, in the playoffs in the regular season. I think after going to the finals, after getting that kind of run, he just becomes a little bit more... That just happens less, essentially. Right. He has fewer games where he disappears. He has some more games where he just takes over because they're not changing things up. I don't see any of their young, younger guys getting heaps of run here because they're just running it back. They're trying to yep. repeat. Um, so I don't see the rotations changing. Not that Bud would change the rotations as it is. Yep. Um, so yeah, I just see Middleton maybe just getting a little... like little bit better, and that's kind of all I'm expecting. I'm really not expecting anyone else to take much of a leap. Right. No, that's fair. And you know, you're right, Middleton's been through it now um, yeah. on the biggest stage, and I think he's going to be a bit more battle-hardened come next playoffs. Yep. Yeah. All right, next up is the Knicks. Knicks. Right, forgot that was the fourth seed. <laughs> um, I think Emmanuel Quickly is my pick here. I just think he becomes a legitimate third option for them um, yeah. in terms of scoring at the very least. Um, you know, he's going to have the ball in his hands. A decent amount. I obviously their top two options are going to be uh, Julius Randle and RJ Barrett in terms of scoring. Yeah. Um. I do see quickly scoring more than uh, Mitchell Robinson, assuming he comes back even kind of healthy. Like so, even if he comes back healthy, I still imagine quickly maybe even overtaking him there as like their yeah. third option. Yeah. There's I, some other guys on this Knicks team though. They've signed Kemba to that two year eighteen, and they also sure. signed Evan yeah. Fournier to that big deal. So I think there's. How did I forget about? Them? Yeah, I think there's some more guys in the way of quickly, but I think yeah. he's definitely going to have a role coming off the bench on this team and keeping up the offense. Mm. Yeah, um, for me, I'm looking at Barrett, and I think this is a year where we could see, um, sort of him potentially be the league scorer for this Knicks team. Um, I think you know there's obviously as I just said, there's a couple of other guys in the running for that now, but I think if he can shore up that jump shot, which is he showed signs of um, last season. I think he can really take his game to another level as he's continuing to get uh, be a better ball handler and um, you know getting to the rim and making free throws and just being more dynamic offensively. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, 
Is he going to be the leading scorer, do you think? I don't know. The, see, there's a lot of guys in the mix for that with Randall and Fournier and maybe Kemba. I don't uh, see Kemba. I don't see Kemba, but I think, you know, it's worth throwing his name in there. I just feel like he just might be their go-to guy, honestly. I think Randall has settled into that playmaking role, which he was probably that was probably the best part of his game last season. Yeah. was how he ran that offense. And I think Fournier, I don't know how good a Knicks team is going to be with Fournier as their league scorer. I think he's a really good third option for this team. Um, someone who can definitely hit shots, but I think Barrett really needs, or really should be able to step into that first scoring option. Yeah. And I think it's going to be, a, this next team is going to be a lot of offense by committee because um, they've got scorers up and down the roster now. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy, like 28 a game or something mm. like that, but I think you could definitely hover around that 23 a game, 24 a game. Uh, with Randall fairly close behind. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How did I forget how many guys are on yeah. the Knicks? Yeah. <laughs> they made no. some moves. Fournier, Campbell Walker. They still got. They've still got Derrick Rose, right? Yep. Yeah. I take back mine. Okay. Um, Quickly <laughs> becomes a very very solid player. Yeah, um, yeah. A more solid player. Yeah. Um, rather than a third option, but um, maybe they're six men. Then again, that's Derrick Rose. I don't know. I there's some <laughs> guard depth on this team. <laughs> there's now. a lot uh, of guard depth now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm not sure if I see him jumping up too much in scoring. In fact, I can see all of their scoring going down just because yeah. of who they've added. But right. yeah. Um, next up is the uh, the Hawks. Right. Do you want to go first here? I'll go first yeah. here so you can take the heat um, after yeah. this. But um, I think Kevin Herter um, becomes a much more consistent scorer and probably jumps up a few points per game. He was very good for them in the playoffs. Yeah. He kind of did. He kind of was their second uh, option at times uh, in terms of scoring the ball. Obviously, he's you know he's not as good as John Collins. But I think he just has a really good. He's got good chemistry with um with Trey. I think he can uh get going pretty quickly. So yeah, I I think he just steps up a little bit as a scorer. Yeah, he knows how to find his spot uh, spots in this offense now. And you're right, he showed some high peaks uh, in the playoffs um, last year. Uh, for me, I've got uh, DeAndre Hunter hopefully coming back with a fully healthy season and being ready to contribute massively on both ends of the floor as a floor spacer and especially as a defensive guy who can guard pretty much like two through four. Yeah. Um, and I think he's really about to put himself into uh, all defense consideration this upcoming season. Okay. Especially if that knee's healthy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next up is the Heat. Ah, uh, yes, the Heat. Um, I'm sort of just... I don't know if there's anyone here that's really looking to take a massive step. I think this is definitely a team of veterans at the moment. I tend but, to agree, yeah. Um, I think if it's anyone, I think it's Bam sort of being unlocked a bit more offensively with, That's exactly with what I'm Larry. Yeah, with Larry. Um, and then maybe um, Hero settles down a bit after his... I didn't realize how much he scored last year. It was kind of like 16 a game. Mm. Um, but I think he can definitely solidify himself as the fourth option on this team uh, coming off the bench and, you know, being more consistent throughout the year. Yeah, no, I fully agree there. Um, I think we could see kind of almost like a a Chris Paul on DeAndre Ayton kind of effect right. um, on Bam. Obviously, Bam needs less kind of that support than uh, Ayton did. Ayton kind of needed at times someone should come in and like yell at him. Right. Uh, whereas I don't know if Bam does need that. But yeah, uh, Larry is obviously a better point guard than he's played with uh, before. Not to say Drugage was ever bad. Right. Um, but yeah, no, he's just a better point guard that's probably going to help unlock Bam a little bit. Get him more looks, um, more easy looks. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, next up is the Celtics, um, and I think Time Lord uh, mm. kind of becomes a bigger part of the offense and gets a couple more shots up. I don't think he, I don't see him improving like heaps defensively because he's already a good defender. Yeah. Um, I just think 
he just gets a little bit more involved, kind of in that um, same Tybal kind of way. Right. Um, obviously, Time Lord scores a little bit more than Tybal, and he's a little bit more involved, but I just think you get some more of those pick and rolls, and you just kind of let him have it. Yeah, I think he's definitely going to get uh, a shot in this offense uh, this upcoming year. He's sort of the de- default big now. It's not sort of up in the air like it was last year. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm looking at Aaron Neesmith to pick up, well, pick up where he left off last year on a pretty solid uh, last couple of weeks of the season. Um, in his rookie year, where he was hitting shots and looking good defensively. I think if he can continue that trend and be uh, really just a solid shooter and a solid defender, that'll give them even more wing depth with the Celtics always need next to Brown and Tatum. Yep. All right, next up is the Wizards. Do you want to go here? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what Kuzma can do in, I'm assuming, a starting role here. You'd presume so, yeah. Um, I think just... Having this consistency, having being away from the spotlight of LA, being away from the drama, quote unquote, of LeBron and AD and all those guys there, and he seemed, but he sounded fairly unhappy by the end of his Lakers tenure. Yeah, um, I think having the consistency of a Wizards starting role, um, having more opportunity, I think he's gonna sort of look more like rookie season Kuzma, where we thought he might have a bit more potential than he showed the last couple of years. Yeah, no, I tend to agree there. Um, Obviously, playing with uh, Beal and Dinwiddie as well, he's got yeah. some good guards to kind of help unlock him. He's he's going to be one of the main shot takers on this team just because there is so many guys, but not there aren't many like real like scorer scorers. You've right. obviously got Beal, but then after that, it's kind of up in the air as to like who's your next kind of scorer there. I guess. Yeah. Um, for me, I've gone uh, Daniel Gafford. I don't know what he yeah. does. I don't really know what he becomes. I look. I I'm not expecting him to become an all star by any means in the next couple of years, but I just think he's going to be. Very, very solid. He's just going to continue to get even more solid as we go forward. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think Gafford's a great pick. Um, yeah, we both kind of love Gafford, and mm. he's just a guy that does stuff. Just he help- just does stuff. You know? Just helpful stuff, and it's it's fantastic to see. And some of the Wizards and any team would love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, the paces here. So I think um, Brogdon takes a bit of a step forward here. I would argue that Brogdon. Could end up better than Sabonis by the end of the year. Um, I really do believe in Brogdon there. I know he's a bit older. He's not like a young, young guy anymore. Yeah. But um, I think he just takes another step forward when it comes to scoring. I just think he gets a little bit more comfortable in the offense. They obviously, uh, uh, hopefully, will have uh, full seasons of TJ Brown and Karis LeVert yeah. um, to go along with him. So they've got a lot of offense there. And if he's running that, that's pretty good. And obviously, I think he's probably their best defender. I mean, Miles Turner's. Maybe Miles Turner is, but yeah. Brogdon's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not so sure about Brogdon the same way you are. I think he's been there for a couple of years now. I think what he does for this Pacers team is pretty solidified at this point. I mean, it sounds there is some worry, I think, for Warren for being there for the start of the season. I think that's still up Oh, okay. Is it? Um, right. So he might have a bit more of a role there um, to start off the season, which he could capitalize on. But um, I'm looking at Levert having a fully healthy year, um, being back in potentially the lead bucking get bucket getter yeah. role for this Pacers team. I mean, Sabonis is still there and Sabonis is still awesome. And it wouldn't surprise me if Sabonis got even better as well. Mm. Um, but I think Levert being fully healthy for the first time in years, hopefully, um, and just being in a stable situation now with the with the Pacers, I think he could really um, you know, kick it up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, next up is the Hornets. Do you want to take us here? Uh, it's I mean, an easy one. Yeah, both of us have Melo here. Yeah. Um, I mean, who else? Yeah, he's just... He had an awesome rookie year. He's going to be even better. He's got more pieces around him now. Uh, I think his playmaking could shine even more this season where he's just got 
more guys to hit the ball to. Uh, better pick and roll partner now with Mason Plumley. Um, I think there's just a lot to like about this upcoming Mellow season. Yeah. Do you think he hits All Star? Uh, I'm not going to say All Star yet, um, but I think it's something. I don't even know if he cracks 20 points to be honest, but I think it's something along the lines of like 18, 19, and like nine assists. I'm thinking that same thing. Yeah, yeah. but I'm thinking he. I'm thinking he does a lot. He's not going to be an all-star because the Hornets aren't going to be particularly good, right. I don't think. But I think if the Hornets surprise everyone, they end up as like a five or six seed around like, the all-star break. I yeah. think he could get a nod there. Yeah, they're definitely. I think they are within the realm of teams that could like the first half of the season be up there in the standings and then sort of slowly drop off as teams come to expect them a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, the Bulls. Uh, I've got Caruso here. Yeah. I just think he becomes... More of a legitimate player. I'm assuming he's coming off the bench here. They've got a bit too many. They've got a few too many guards there that he would come off, uh, come up, be behind. Um, I think he could be a six man of the year kind of guy. I feel like he could be good for like 13 or 14 points off the bench. He does just other things. He does winning things, and I think that's going to be really helpful for the Bulls because I think the Bulls are going to be an okay team. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's definitely going to be a guy that does stuff for them. I like that sneaky six man of the year pick for Mm. Caruso. Um, I've got Patrick Williams here. Uh, again, in his sophomore year, he's going to be a really important piece for them while they're sort of short uh, in the wings uh, here, the Bulls are. Um, not a lot of fours that go along with the rest of their team, but I think he's going to be their starting four and he's going to have a really big role defensively and shooting, which he did both of those pretty well last year. And um, just sort of, you know, DeRozan's a good playmaker, Alonzo's a good playmaker. I think he's going to find a lot of spots off the ball where he can get some points and just help them defensively. Sure, okay. All right. Um. Now the cat. No, the raps. Yeah. Um. You go first this time. I okay. <laughs> um. I've got Freddie here, just putting up all star numbers. Um. Pretty much. I think he's gonna have a way bigger role in this team. Um. I think the focus on Siakam has sort of moved away a little bit after his disappointing year last year, mm. and I think they might refocus that on on Freddie. Um. I think he's gonna put up something in the realm of like twenty five, six, and four. Um. And you know, maybe the Raptors aren't the same Raptors of yesteryears, but I think they're still, you know, sort of play in seed territory. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, he's definitely going to be the main driver of that offense now that Larry's gone. Yeah. I, I think that's a good pick there. I don't know about 25 points. I feel like that yeah. might be a little bit high. I, yeah. I just don't know if that's in his repertoire that's um, in terms of like getting uh, his shots like that. But yeah. Um, and I also do think Siakam might have a slight bounce back season, or yeah. at least uh, you would hope he does. Yeah, I think so. Um, he's been quite disappointing last year, but I, I've got Gary Trent. Um, I think his efficiency goes up, but his scoring largely stays the same. But he just like they become less empty points. I feel right. like at times he is empty points, but I feel like he's going to be meaningful, important points for the Raptors. He gets his efficiency up. He's going to become their third scoring option uh, behind Fred VanVleet and Siakam. Yeah, no, I like that pick too. All right, uh, the Cavs now. Um, I've got... <laughs> I'm very interested by this. <laughs> I've got Larry Mock to become Brook Lopez. That um, is quite interesting. <laughs> uh, I've got really no basis for it. Yeah. I just think, like, it could be all right. <laughs> it could be all right. I just, it, like, uh, a bit of a change of scenery. Mm. He's going to get his spots. I mm. I think he'll be fine. He'll, okay. play with, he'll be playing with, like, Rubio. It would be good for him, I reckon. Okay, I don't mind Rubio next to next to him getting some looks for him. I don't know. He doesn't rebound like Brook, and he doesn't defend like Brook, but he shoots like Brook. Brook is not a good rebounder. Brook's a pretty good rebounder. Yeah. He, like, he's he's better than Markin. Sure. Markin's, like, one of the worst rebounders in the league. <laughs> um, like, regardless of height, I think. Um, 
Uh, I've got, I want to say some serious Garland stuff here. Um, just, you know, we had sex land last year, but yep. it was mainly the sex and not so much the land. I want to say some serious lands um, this upcoming <laughs> year. Just some stuff that really, as I've put here, blows your socks off where I'm just like, okay, this is something to look forward to if I'm a Cavs fan. Because right now it's sort of iffy in the air. It's sort of, I don't know, he's he doesn't have a great frame. He has some... He's got a great dribble. He can shoot off the dribble, but sort of everything else is up in the air. I want to see some stuff that makes me think, okay, this guy can stick around for a long time. Yeah. No, I, I agree there. I, yeah. I would pick him over Sexton, especially in terms of taking another step forward. I feel like Sexton, he might progress still. Yep. Um, I, in fact, I think he will, but I don't think he's going to take a leap, whereas I think Garland could yep. potentially do that. Also, I'm going to slightly clarify mine. I think he's going to put up numbers that resemble Brook Lopez. Okay. He's not going to do all the same things that Brook Lopez does. Right. I think Brook Lopez is a more winning player than Markin, but I think Markin's numbers will look like Brook Lopez's like three years ago kind okay. of thing. Yeah, I could see that for sure. All right. Um, now we have the Magic, so you can go first on this one. Um, I want to pick Suggs, even though he hasn't played an NBA game yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just as someone who's going to... He will take a leap by making the magic take a leap, if you yeah. get me there. Um, but I don't know. There's a lot of guys that I'm kind of on the edge of, but not convinced mm. they might actually do anything. I'd like to see Wendell Carter take a jump and look like the seventh pick that he was and sort of be that Al Horford comparison that we we're all hoping for mm. when he got drafted. Um, but I think RJ is definitely my can- my real candidate here yeah. for someone to take a jump. I think he's going to have a fair opportunity on this team. There's a lot of guards on this Magic team, but I think he can definitely get some looks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he uh, he's my pick as well. I think he put up like... What did he put up? I think he put up like 14 with the Magic right. when he got traded to them last season. I can really see him putting up like 16. He's a good rebounder for a guard. He's got yeah. he's got like a decent frame for it. He's not like the most amazing playmaker in the world. Um, and sometimes I do worry about like his efficiency and his handle yeah. a little bit. But like, I just think he's going to be just a good athletic scorer and all of that other stuff will come yeah. uh, with time. And I think he's the most likely to kind of take a step forward of all the Magic's young guys, but there's a lot of guys that could take a step forward here. Yeah, and he's just a guy that works hard too on and yeah. off the court. And like You talked about the rebounding. That's mainly because he actually just gets in there and gives a shit. And yeah. Can jump really high and tries to go and get it. So yeah, I think his energy alone is going to see some improvement. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh and finally, for the East, we have the Pistons here. And we've both got our guy uh, in Sadiq Bay. Yeah, past um, I've got him... Like, I've, I've said he becomes a proper NBA player. He already is a proper NBA player, but he becomes a guy that, like, most teams will recognize as, like, this guy's dangerous. Right. This guy is someone we actually really need to game plan for. He's not some rookie who's just having a nice season. Yeah. Um, he's going to... He's going to be on the scouting report now. Yeah, his efficiency is going to go up. He's not the he's not the most efficient from the field. He's a very good three-point shooter, yeah. but he's not particularly efficient from the field. Um, and I think his just defense improves. He looks very solid. He looks like a grown man. Yeah, uh, um, yeah I watched a lot of him in Summer League, watching the Pistons and trying to watch Cade, but Sadiq really shone out there. He just bullied, like guys that weren't in the NBA out there. Yeah. He looked like the NBA dude that's, like, picking on, on everyone else. So I'm expecting a pretty big season. I Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up 20, like, every other night or every third night or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at least yeah. 20. Um, and just sort of, he knows, I think he knows where to get to his spots now. Um, I think he knows what his skill set is. Um, and I, you know, I think his efficiency is going to go up, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, uh, now let's jump over to the West here. So uh, you can go first on this one. Um, yeah, starting with the Jazz, I think Eric Pascal could have a, a decent 
jump here. Um, he had a great rookie season with the Warriors, which fell off a little bit last year. Uh, but sort of being in a similarly well-organized team as the Jazz, um, but having a bit of a different role, perhaps, I think that could uh, suit him well, where he could find his spots maybe a bit easier. Uh, having probably less of a, like, intense role than he did with the Warriors, especially in his rookie year, where he sure, was sort yeah. of like... He actually had a, like a decent scoring burden for them. I don't think he's going to have that with the Jazz, but I think he's going to be able to be more efficient and find his spots a bit better with the Jazz. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, I I'm kind of in the same camp with the Jazz as I was with the Nets. I don't really see anyone taking yeah. a big step forward. I mean, the Jazz seem like such a consistent team. I mean, this was my prediction for them uh, going into last year. I don't think anyone really improves yep. all that much, and I'm kind of sticking with that again this year. Um, I said I just hope as a Buike, oh as a I think that's how you say it. Azabuki, yeah. Azabuki. Um, I'm hoping he improved because that means Whiteside won't play. Yeah, which I think is good for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm also rooting for that now that you brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can go, on the, uh, go ahead on the Suns here. I'll yeah, take the Nuggets afterwards. Um, I'm just still riding my guy, Mikhail Bridges. I think he's going to take another step for like defensively, but also just um, you know, finding his... Spots in the offense. I think defensively, he's going to have a really special season. He's got all the tools for it. Um, he tries hard. He knows what to do. I think this is definitely an all-defense season for him, potentially. Was he not all-defense last season? Um, I actually didn't check that, but... I thought he was. I think I was going to pick him as well, but I think I saw he was all-defense. Okay. I yeah. probably should have checked this, <laughs> if he has made it or not. Um, if he hasn't, he's definitely going to make it this upcoming season, I think. But um, if he has already... It wouldn't have been a first team, surely. Give me a sec. Uh, no, he didn't make it. Okay, yeah. I think this is definitely um, a season where he can make his first one. Yeah. Um, my pick here is campaign. Um, I don't think his averages change all that much, but I feel like he has more big scoring games after going through that playoff run. His career high is 24. Which is nuts. Yeah. It's uh, so, that's did he have... So, like, is that including playoffs? No, no, that's okay. not including playoffs. But right. he, he, I think he had a 27-point game in the playoffs, but yeah. that's why I'm thinking. Yeah, surely yeah. he drops the occasional, like, 30-point uh, game. Definitely. like. How has he only scored 24? That's that's nuts to me. That is nuts because, yeah, you're right. He is an absolute, like, microwave scorer. Um, he can just hit shots from all over the floor. Um, that driving left-hand layup is crazy. Mm. Feels like he can get that over everyone. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I just think he'll be very consistent. Yeah. Um, and we'll have the occasional scoring outburst. Um now, let's get to the Nuggets here. Yep. And you've you've changed mine, <laughs> but I'm sticking with it. Uh, yeah. Marcus Howard yeah. <laughs> um, apparently averages 25. No, um, I put Michael Woody Jr. averages 25, uh, but Dylan changed it to Marcus Howard. I'm going to yep. stick with Marcus Howard. Yep. Uh, for those people who don't know who Marcus Howard is, uh, he shoots sometimes. Um, basically, what I'm expecting from Marcus Howard this upcoming season is every fifth game, he's going to have one hot quarter. Okay. And that's it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't put that past him <laughs> at all. I feel like he did that almost already this season, but I think it's definitely got to be more consistent. Um, I did put that as a bit of a joke, uh, and I do think <laughs> your original pick of MPJ is going to put up 25. Yeah, it makes game. the most sense. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely the one to take the jump. Obviously, he took the jump last year, but it's definitely going to be more... It's going to be season-long this time. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what Marcus Howard becomes. <laughs> it's not a good team, definitely. Um, I don't really see him getting too many minutes behind all the other guards on the team. Um, but no, uh, with Michael Hill Jr., uh, I think he is kind of in contention for most improved as well. Yeah. I know you could say he had too good of a season last season to really be in consideration, but Brandon Ingram averaged 18.5, and, and then he won most improved right. um, and averaged 24.5 the next season. I could see Michael Boo Jr. averaging 25. If his assists go from, like, one, 
because weird that he only averages one. But if he goes up to like three and he becomes even remotely a secondary playmaker, isn't that weird? <laughs> okay, it sh- <laughs> for someone who touches the ball as much as he does, he should have more than one assist a game. Okay, but you don't have to watch much of his actual game to realize why he you know, no, only averages no, one assist don't. per game. You don't. <laughs> um, but no, I. I don't know if he has it in his repertoire to become a secondary playmaker. I think that's something he might have to do at some point in his career. Mm. I think he's going to develop a little bit, like a tiny bit next season. Just not very much. I think he at least passes the ball a bit more. Hopefully. And if that jumps (laughs) up to like two and a half, three, I think he's maybe even a lock for most improved. Yeah, Uh, I mean. If his scoring also jumps up like we expected to. I was going to say, what did he finish averaging... 19, 8, and 1. Right, okay. Yeah, I could. we could definitely see... I wouldn't be surprised if he averages like a double-double this season. Yeah, I don't see his rebounding going up, honestly. I feel like he could average like 25, 8, and 3, and I think right. that wins him most improved. Yeah. But I really don't see his rebounding going up. Because even when Jamal Murray went out, um, his rebounding didn't change. Yeah, interesting. But he's such a like crazy good rebounder, like sneakily. Yeah, rebounder. he's very sneaky. Um, he's just like super big and like can jump really high and actually like it seems like he tries to, to rebound mm. uh, which is good to see for someone who has a weirdly lackadaisical game but also busts his ass on offense just not the other end of the court yeah I mean he loves offense he loves <laughs> offense <laughs> he, he likes racking up stats which is why I think he likes rebounding because it's really easy to rack up stats he doesn't yeah. like passing because what if they miss yeah. what a waste <laughs> I could just secure those points myself yeah, yeah. Um, no I think that's <laughs> I think that's definitely a good pick um, MPJ here yeah, yeah. All right, uh, do you want to take the Clippers here? Uh, no, next with the Clippers. Um, I've got Justice Winslow gets a spot back in the NBA as an actual NBA player um, who plays in the NBA. Because <laughs> um, he has not been an NBA player pretty much the last mm-hmm. couple of years. He's been dealing with a bunch of injuries and just sort of being traded around. Um, sort of a weird situation for someone who was the 10th pick not too long ago. Um, but I think... I think with the Clippers, obviously with Kawhi out for pretty much the whole year, we're assuming, um, I think he's definitely going to have minutes to play. And I think Weirdly could be a good fit for this team. He's a good playmaker. That seems to be his best skill sure. at the moment. And I think there's room for him to do that uh, on this team. So I'm I'm looking forward to Winslow being back in the league. Okay, I think that's a good pick. Yeah. Um, I've got Zubat here. Um, kind of the same thing with Kawhi being out. I just think more offensive possessions will revolve, will revolve around pick and rolls. I yeah. think we might see Paul George uh, Zubat's pick and rolls a bit more than we would yeah. last season because, you know, obviously Kawhi had to get all his touches, but he isn't getting those touches. Someone has to take those shots. I think Zubat will take some of them. Yeah. Um, he's already a very efficient player. I think he would really do well in uh, Paul George pick and roll. Um, and he might even get his assists up a little bit uh, through that as well. I feel like all of his stats might go up a little bit uh, just because he's going to be a more active part in the offense with Kawhi out. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely going to have a role to play as a role man. But yeah, you're right. Sort of maybe in the middle of the floor off a catch, making some passes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up is the Mavs. And it feels stupid to say Luca, But honestly, I think Luca just decides that Paul Zingas is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need this guy. I'm just going to do it all myself. Like more so than last season. He sometimes believed in Paul Zingas last season. Yeah. I think he stops believing in Paul Zingas this and season. And I think that's completely worrying <laughs> um, at this point. Yeah, I mean... I'm I'm not going to put a cap on what Luca's best season ever looks like because it could be incredible yeah. and just completely record-breaking. So I'm not going to say he can't get better because he absolutely can. Yeah. Um, so I don't hate that pick. I'm going to pick Brunson. Um, That's a good pick. Yeah, I think he's always, he's been steadily climbing um, at, in skill and importance for this, uh, for this Mavs team over the last couple of years. And I think um, he's definitely going to have a role uh, at the point guard spot 
uh, for this team, assuming Dragic doesn't come. But even then, I feel like he can still be very impactful and take another step. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Blazers. Um, I think Larry Nance gets some recognition. I don't sure. think he gets any better though. That's yeah, that's a good pick. I think actually. he just gets noticed sense. a bit more. Yeah, yeah, for his versatility and I think he's going to help this Blazers team. But you know, we've talked about this. It's not really anything. Mm. But um, I think he just gets recognized for what he does rather than getting better. Yeah. Um, I'm saying hopefully nobody, just because that <laughs> kind of means they will be forced to blow it up. But honestly, I feel like Nurk could take a slight step, just because he's going to be unhappy. So it's like, all right, let's give him the ball a little bit more. Let's right. let's try to make him a little bit happier. It's not going to work. Yeah. Um, we saw we saw when he was unhappy with the Nuggets, like nothing seemed to really work with him there yep. uh, either. And then eventually he lost his starting spot, and then he got traded to the Blazers. Um, I feel like that's coming up very soon, honestly. Yeah. I mean- um. Uh, maybe it's just giving the ball a bit more and wait for him to get traded up his trade value. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll go with the Lakers here. <laughs> we have the same pick here because yeah. there's really kind of only one guy that could improve. Mm. Yeah. And it's Taylor Horn Tucker. Um, I don't think he becomes anything special, but he averages maybe like 15 just because I feel like so so much of his team is old that he's just going to need to play minutes. Yeah. Um, no, I completely agree. I think he's going to have a bit of a role too um, coming off the bench and sort of He's probably going to, like, try and fill in some LeBron minutes as he continues to age. Um, and, I, yeah, I think he's just going to, like, do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have some Lakers news, too. Gasol got traded back to the Grizzlies. That's right. And uh, he's essentially retiring. Yeah, yeah. He's essentially retiring back to Spain, though. Um, back to Spain, Not yes. from basketball. Um, but they actually had to, like, give up some stuff for him. They gave up... No, the Lakers had to give up some stuff to get him to the, the Grizzlies. It's just a second. But, like... They had to give up a second? Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, I mean, it's 10 million cap. And, like, it, it's with the assumption... Well, it's with the knowledge that he's not playing. So, right. the, the Grizzlies were taking a $10 million cap hit that's not playing. You yeah. wave him, he's still, you still have to pay him. He's yeah. still on your cap sheet. Um, so, it makes sense that they had to give up something. That was interesting. Um, but, I don't know. I feel hey, like Malik has got a player back as well. I don't know who true. he was. Um, <laughs> yep, I also did not take down the name, but... Uh, sorry, it wasn't a player, it was the um, draft rights to someone. Yeah, rights to a player, so if he ever comes over, which is similar to what Marcus Ole was originally in that Lakers trade. Oh, I have it open. Oh, I have Wojic's tweet open. Um, <laughs> Wayne Zaylin. Okay, well, if Wayne ever comes over, uh, good for the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not going to, though. All right, uh, the Grizzlies. Um, I've got Brandon Clark bouncing back a little bit from... That makes the, sense. Uh, I, I was... Considering reading clock. Yeah, a bit of a weird second year. Um, I think he's just like, he's so athletic and he's so, he just seems comfortable in a basketball court. I feel like he knows what to do. Uh, I feel like he's too good to sort of not take another step this year. But I'm also looking at Desmond Bain being like maybe one of the best low volume, high efficiency shooters in the league next year. Yeah. Um, I'm picking Jar here. Um, I still stand by the fact that Valanciunas was their best player last season. Um, but I think now that he's gone, Jar has to be their best player. Right. And I think he does take a bit of a step forward. And I think that's just him improving rather than more opportunities or anything like that. Yeah. I just think he improves. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the picks of Brendan Clark. I like the pick of Desmond Bain. I feel like those guys are going to get better because Jar gets better as well. Yeah, no, that's definitely a cause of all that. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, next up here. And... I, I know you're interested by this pick. I love this pick. Yeah. Uh, Michael Mulder for the Warriors. I think he becomes a legit backup guard and from time to time shoots the hell out of the ball. I'm. So did he make... He made like a game last year, right? He made, <laughs> he like, made the uh, Rising Stars game. 
he averaged six five points last year. Mm-hmm. What am I missing? Okay, I didn't even. So when they announced the picks for the game, <laughs> I asked you who it was because I didn't know who Michael Mulder was. Yeah, <laughs> what does he do? I'm a Michael Mulder guy. Okay, this is weird coming from me. It's not the stats. I know that's insane coming from me. <laughs> it's not the stats. Um, I don't know. He just feels like a guy to me that every once in a while he's gonna get hot. He's gonna score five. He's going to hit five or six threes in a game. I think that's just the kind of player he's going to become. I think he just moves well off the ball. His shooting form's a little bit weird, uh, but he's a bigger guard. Um, his shooting form is really high. I mean, I, I know you don't know who he is, but yeah, like, like he shoots really high as to where I feel like smaller guards are going to really struggle to defend him. Um, okay. And he's just going to get to his spots. And he's just going to occasionally get really hot from three. And I think uh, the Warriors are just going to really appreciate that. He's kind of going to do some of the stuff that they want their backup guard to do. He's going to emulate some of the shooting, at the very least. I don't think he does much of anything else, right. uh, but I think occasionally he's just going to shoot uh, pretty well. I mean, I guess maybe I should pick him then, because he might <laughs> go from a complete unknown to me to someone I actually pay attention to. I should, I should say, I've seen him play like 10 times, and I was legitimately impressed every time. How... <laughs> How did he make the Rising Stars game last year? He's just good. He averaged five points <laughs> over 60 games last year. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, what the hell? See, I <laughs> remember him most from last year's preseason. That's where I saw him first. <laughs> and I was like, damn, this guy's actually kind of good. I just, <laughs> I just don't recall seeing him on a basketball court ever. Mm, that's um, fair. So I, I mean, I watched Warriors games where I forgot he was out there. But sometimes I'd see he's out there. I'm like, hey, it's Michael Mulder. What's he going to do? <laughs> he averaged like... See, he averaged like 12 points the year before in like six games for the Warriors. I actually had to, I did some Googling because I thought there was a mistake on basketball mm. reference. I was like, no, they've got the years mixed up, right? He averaged 12 <laughs> last year, not no, five no, last no. year. and was in the Rising Stars game where he averaged five points. Anyway. My legacy, weird, legacy pick. My <laughs> weird Mulder pick uh, <laughs> argument. Um, I'm looking at Otto Porter though. He's in a perfect situation to do what he does, which is shoot and defend. I feel like he could honestly be like, Harrison Barnes was for the Warriors early in their run, just coming off the bench. In the um, death lineup, yeah. Yeah, just sort of a guy that is big and long and can shoot and is kind of athletic. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what he is does. Is he more Iguodala than he is Barnes? Well, no, he doesn't. No, I think he shoots it like Barnes. Okay. Is it Where he's just a corner shooter, similar to Barnes, yeah. He's not as athletic as Barnes, who could like legitimately dunk on guys, but yeah. Sure. All right, uh, the Spurs now. Um, we have the same guy, but you take it ahead. You love this guy. I love Kelton Johnson. Um, I think he's going to put up like 18 a game and do a whole bunch of other really good, useful stuff. Um, and I just think he's going to take another step. He's going to have more responsibility. He's going to get more shots. He's going to have more of a burden. And I think he's ready for all of it because he's he's like the perfect Spurs guy to me right now. He is this next generation of Spurs guys where they get picked a little bit later. He was slept on a bit after his um, college year. Um, and I think he's just going to come in and work his ass off and just keep getting better and better, which he showed last year, and is going to continue this year. Okay, yeah, I mean, I picked him purely based off the stats. I did not watch a lot of Spurs last year, but yeah, no, I mean, he just looks like a guy that's poised to take a bit of a step forward. Did he end up playing much in the Olympics? Um, I think he played some minutes. He like wasn't, spot minutes. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. a regular, that's for sure, Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I see him just as a young guy with good numbers, taking a leap forward yeah. to slightly better numbers. And hopefully the Spurs are worse. Um, and that really gives him more room to kind of grow and shine. Right. And guys always come out better after Team USA stuff. For sure. Um, yeah. The one exception I can think of is Kenneth Farid, who kind of fell off after he got paid. No, he was the exact same. 
I mean, he literally averaged 12 and 8 for about four years. And I think Team USA was like in the middle of that. Oh, that's right. And then he got paid that offseason, right? Like he went with USA. While he was away, I think he got the big contract because he was very good for Team USA. Mm. And then he came back and did exactly the same same thing, which wasn't worth the money. Is that right? Why do I feel like... I feel like Kenneth Freed went to Team USA after his rookie season. No, it definitely wasn't. It was like year one or two. Um, He might have gone to like a select camp, but he played the World Cup in 2014. Which would have been his third season, I think? Yeah, something like that. Yeah? Yeah. In that range. Well, Well, it would have been whatever coming off his rookie deal. Right. I feel like he... So, at the end of his rookie... I don't yeah. know if that timeline's correct. I feel okay. like he had a year where he did improve after Team USA. And then he right. stagnated at being 12-8 okay. uh, every year. But, um, yeah. What was he doing? He was on the <laughs> um, Blazers Summer League roster. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Emmanuel Moutier and uh, Michael Beasley. Yeah. That was a weird... <laughs> did anything happen to those three? Um, I don't think so. I don't think any of them got signed, no. no. I, think, I, I think Beasley stopped playing early, too. Oh, okay, yeah. Early in summer league, yeah. <laughs> that was a weird experiment. They just almost didn't try out their young guys. Yeah. <laughs> they was like, yeah, bring in the vets. <laughs> it's very strange. All right, um, let's get to the Pelicans here. And I think Vonte uh, is going to take a bit of a step forward. I think his usage goes down, but his playmaking goes up. Um, and his percent- his efficiency goes up. Because yeah. I think that's probably the biggest knock you have against right. uh, Vonte Graham. His stats are a little bit empty. They're not super efficient. Um, I feel like when he's you know, around players like Zion, when he's around players like Brendan Ingram, um, he can just take the good shots, essentially. Right. Yeah, his efficiency is not great, especially from the field as a whole. Um, but Shoots about 40 from the field, which is bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely a candidate. Um, I'm looking to see some real uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker stuff. I think this is the year that we hopefully get some actual substantial stuff out of him like there's been some games where other people are injured he gets the start puts up like 25 i think all of those times have come in losses yeah but um i want to see some actual consistency and real minutes for him but it's weird because i kind of forgot the pelicans have some like actual guards ahead of him like there's Devonte sadaransky's on this team from the from the something trade some from the what trade was that from sadaransky I don't know, because like, yeah. the trades keep changing. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. we've added this extra team in here. Yeah, I think, oh, it was from... Actually, I don't remember. Was he on the from... Bulls last season? Yeah, I think it was a three-team from one of the draft night trades. Okay. Um, but there, uh, there's some other people I'm forgetting, but there's some actual guards ahead of him, so hopefully he still gets some run to make that improvement. Sure, yeah. All right, uh, the Kings next, and y- you can go ahead with this one. Yeah, we've both got Halliburton here being... You know, he had a great rookie season. It was arguably, arguably rookie of the year. Uh, early in the year until he got hurt. Um, I think he's, like, we both think he's going to be just a really impactful player next season, doing it both ends of the court um, and sort of being that number two next to Fox. Yeah, I mean, I think they get to the point, like, they're both small. I think they get to the point where they're like, maybe we could cash in on Fox and get, like, a good forward to pair with Halliburton or a good big man to pair with Halliburton um, rather than the other way around because I, I think Fox has more trade value than Halliburton right now, but... You could potentially also convince me that they trade Halliburton to get someone better for Fox. Yeah, well, I Hall- don't see those two guys fitting together very well. Halliburton's the name in sort of Sacramento deals for Ben Simmons at the yeah. moment. Um, it's usually Halliburton and Heald going for Simmons. Um, I don't think I would do that if I'm this. If I'm the Sixers, I wouldn't. No, uh, or even really if I'm the um, Kings. I don't know if I love that. 
I think mm. I think Halliburton's really good. I disagree slightly. I think Halliburton and Fox can play next to each other. I think they're both bigger guards. Halliburton's like six five. King's uh not King Fox is like six three, six four. And they sort of and they're both long rangey guys. Sure. I think they can fit fairly well. Obviously Fox's off ball shooting is sort of well, he's just shooting in general is really the key to unlocking that backcourt. But um, I think there's potential there for keeping those two together. Okay. In my opinion, yeah. All right. Uh, next up is the Wolves here. And I think, I mean, Ant, it makes the most sense. I think he yeah. actually becomes um, an all-star candidate, averaging about 20. And the Wolves maybe win some games because they've got, they might be able to start just out-shooting people. Right. They're like, they've got so many offensive weapons here. Yeah. Um, like, Ant can drop 20, Beasley can drop 20, Cat can drop 20. Who am I forgetting? Uh, D'Lo, yeah, yeah. Uh, can also drop 20 um, on any given night. I feel like they've just got so much there that it's like, how can you not really yeah. think? I really <laughs> hope they start putting it together because you're mm. right, the offense there is, is fantastic. Um, and apparently Ant's grown like two inches over the offseason as well. Really? So he's up to like 6'6 six, six now. Whoa, okay. Yeah, uh, or 6'5 or something like that, uh, which would be scary to see because mm. already, he already seems massive out there. Yeah. Um, I've got Jared Vanderbilt who just actually got paid yesterday, I think. Um, he's <laughs> yeah. restricted off for three years for 13 or something like that. Um, he's really good on 2K. He gets I like, noticed that. I was playing 2K20, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. He's, he gets like <laughs> 10 rebounds, two blocks, a steal, and like two points a game. Yeah. <laughs> but like, he just does useful shit, and I think that's fairly accurate to his actual real life stuff. Like, I think he averaged a steal and a block um, this year. Mm. Um, and that's just like stuff the Wolves will need, but I think he can definitely have a, just like play more consistently, play bigger minutes, and do helpful stuff for them. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, all right, the Thunder. Uh, I got Teo Maladon being a, just like becoming a legitimate, legitimate, consistent bench guy uh, for the Thunder. Apparently, he's like the fifth, like youngest guy in the league still, even though he got drafted last year. Really? Um, okay. And I don't know, he was pretty good last year for like a young rookie. Um, I feel like he can definitely be a consistent bench guy. I don't think his stats are going to be super special. I don't think he's going to do a whole lot of winning stuff, but I think he's going to be someone that gets consistent minutes and is sort of someone to keep their eye on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I've got uh, Pokashevsky. Yeah. Um, I think he's the trendy pick. I mean, he yeah. has been since he got drafted, really. Um, I don't know. I think he just adjusts a bit better to the NBA game. He's now had an offseason to work on himself. He's worked. Uh, hopefully, he's worked on his body. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he has, but you'd really, really That's hope he has. That's the important thing right now. But, yeah. like, you know, and if he had an offseason of working with NBA trainers and maybe getting some size on him and all that sort of stuff, and he adjusts to the speed of the game, I can really see him becoming, like, just a decent player. Like, yeah. a, you know, not crazy, but averaging 10 or 11 points a game. Yep. Kind of thing. And like can handle the ball, can pass, mm. all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I like that pick. Uh, finally, here we got the Rockets. Yeah. Um, I'll go first here with Kenyon Martin Jr., who I think is going to play himself into being a real trade asset for the Rockets. Um, I think someone that Kenyon Martin Jr. is really high motor, high energy, explosive, like undersized big, just a fantastic athlete, someone who works hard. He can shoot the three. Um, I think he's going to take another step and play himself into being an asset for a team that needs a big and can maybe get a pick back or something uh, like that for the Rockets. Because I, I think, I don't know if he's quite on this timeline for the Rockets team. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that pick. Um, my guy is uh, Kevin Porter Jr. I think he becomes a certified bucket getter. Um, he's obviously already a really good scorer as it is, but I feel like he becomes, you know, he just improves all that, obviously. He's not really competing with a lot of guys in um, Houston for shots. Um, yeah. He's just kind of going to go out there and I feel like at times he's just going to 
they're just going to give him the ball and be like, just try to score. Just do um, something. Just, yeah, just try to do something. I think he's really going to improve in that. Uh, I, 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 With him, I also don't think he's part of their long-term future. Right. But if he can get to like 20, 20-ish points a game, 22 even. Um, That'd be nuts. <laughs> he could be like a legitimately good trade piece. He's, he's a guy that you could talk yourself into like, uh, uh, my my mind went to like Malik Beasley in terms of like those kinds right. of numbers and that kind of impact, but I feel like he'd be better even. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's weird that yeah I don't think he's on their timeline because the Rockets kind of just drafted two guys that do exactly what he does in Jalen Green and Josh Christopher. Like I don't feel like there's ever a lineup that ever works with all three of those guys out there because they're all sort of especially KPJ and um Josh Christopher are two like low three point efficiency but high. Sh- like high shot taking guys, right. yeah, yeah, um, and especially with Green out there, who's who's also a, just a bucket getter. I think there's yeah, there's definitely a world where KPG plays himself out of out of Houston to a maybe a better team, but yeah, in a good yeah. way. He in a good way, in a good way. Houston, definitely yeah. in a good way. Yeah. All right, well that's it. That's all thirty teams. That's all of our I guess picks for our interesting guys uh, for next season. We'll see how many of those come true. We might come back to this yep. uh, later on in the season, see what we got right, what we got wrong. Um, do you have anything you want to say? Um, shout out to the Hall of Famers who got inducted today. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, Chris Bosch, uh, Chris Weber, um, Paul Pierce, and Ben Wallace. Yep. Shout out Ben Wallace, first ever undrafted player to be Big. in the Hall of Fame. Um, also, shout out to the WNBA who released their top 25 ever because it's their 25th anniversary this year. Okay. Uh, Lauren Jackson, the Aussie basketball goat, uh, named in that. So, shout out to her. Um, Sue Bird, all, all other those those girls. Yeah. Um, those women, I should say. Yeah. Um, a fair interesting sort of stuff going on this week. Sort of not a dead week in the NBA. Yeah, no, weirdly, world, like yeah. really middle of the off season here. Yeah, there's some still some stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's kind of no off season this year, really. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. too short. Um, yeah, like uh, we were talking just earlier, there's forty ish days until the season starts, which is nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so get uh, get ready for that. Luckily, we don't have to come up with too many more more ideas yeah. looking back to <laughs> weekly recaps. But yeah, um, if you ever enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating review. You can follow us, like I said at the start of the episode, you can follow us everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at stat underscore stuffers. Other than that, thanks for listening. Peace.